I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and JC. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Now we can't hear you now. <laughs> you can't hear, now, you're, now you're muted, Amy. Sorry, I was a little go. bit. I usually burn and then tan or freckle. Were Super you a tan? Were you one of Me those too. people that, you know, coconut oil back in the back in the 90s? Or did you guys no. know about sun, like sun protection yet at that age? Yeah, well, my my dad used to call it like the sunscreen. The the active ingredient was Pava. So we'd be like, OK, girls, Pava. And we'd have to all line up and get like slathered on with the sunscreen. It was the worst. We resented it, but I'm, I'm pleased for it now at 45. Takes sense. Well, the Walsh is known as like the uh, the, the red kids, the, the burnt kids, you know, that would come to school just like just burnt to a crisp before they found the. <laughs> no. uh, what's it called? The, the Pablo, what's it called? Pava? Pabba. Okay, Pabba. It's yeah. a B or V? It's it's a, a Swedish super group. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, up. Dubs. Papa or, or not, you look pretty damn good this this week at CF Montreal. Swinging on that bell end. You did a great job. Thanks so much. How, how was that? Tell us about it. I mean, that, that's pretty cool. Seeing one of our own. Yeah. On a, on a soccer pitch for once. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally I'm in between the benches, right? But Canadian championships, I'm not allowed. Um, I don't, I don't know why I think it's, I think Christian Jack takes a, a lot of space. So they only allow the one person down there. Maybe fucking KJ. <laughs> I tried to say hi to him by the way, but I don't think he heard me. I was like, kind of like you did with John Molinero. Hey, you fuckers. 
How's it going? <laughs> Did you see my comment to Jamo, by the way? He posted on the, the when you know, I, I posted some photos from ringing the bell. And he was like, Amy, like, he might be too big time for me now. And I was like, um, asterisk, please talk to Dan Wong or Foodie Prime for any inquiries you may have. <laughs> We've gotten none. No inquiries. No, <laughs> as yeah. long as the management, it was, it was radio silence. It was <laughs> yes, just crickets. Hey, so, did you um, ring the bell more than you were supposed to? <laughs> because it was going on for the quite a while. second goal? Absolutely. I was I was tugging pretty hard on that cord. <laughs> <laughs> How many beers deep were you at that point? Well, oftentimes, it was a two man job. <laughs> <laughs> no, that thing is called the North Star Bell, I believe, and it's heavy as shit. Like I didn't really I didn't do any it. like arm circles or like warm ups or anything. Ooh. Because you know, I can, I can, I can handle it. But um, you, you need somebody kind of at the back to to, to kind of get it going. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> terrible, <laughs> just awful innuendo in that. But yeah, <laughs> We're so but it was so. For, I I was nervous though. At halftime, like Forge looked good in that first half. Kept them to the outside, kind of sat in that low block, looked compact. They had the clear cut opportunities, and I was like. Um, Guys, <laughs> like maybe so what, you, you, you were nervous office? because of of the, the result at the time, or the bell ringing potentially. Oh no! What please, was... the bell ringing. <laughs> the lack of yeah, I was going to say first and foremost because I need a I need a home goal to be able to ring the bell, right? But you can't really screw it up, can you? Really, I mean, you're ringing a bell. You wait till someone scores and then you ring it. I know, yeah, but if they don't what, score... what if the goal doesn't come? Just ring I had, it anyway. I had there's like no a... ringing the bell. Then you have to get your hands off the bell. Yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to touch it. If you pull it hard enough, it'll come. <laughs> <laughs> We've been looking forward to this all week, by the way. Oh, <laughs> Just, uh, I know. <laughs> in your window. Yeah. And then I heard I heard Jimmy's uh, Rolodex comment at the end of the last one. And I got back to him, but I, I tried to call him on my landline on my rotary phone. Um, and, then I tried, and then I tried to fax him. And that didn't work either. So, Jimmy, maybe you can show us your roll the decks. You have a good one, haven't you, Jimmy? I've got a good one. It's a big one. The old oh, black boy. book, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> but no, well Four done, Amy. No, no, we're, we're proud Thank of you. you. That was great. It was great. Were you someone that was nervous before football matches? I mean, you, you were nervous before ringing that bell. Were you nervous before games? Was that who you were or you just just nothing but swag oh uh it depends before before i get to get to that though i just want to say thank you to, to 1642 that supporters group because they've been asking me for a while to come do it and i never could because i was working all the games so i was just really pleased that they invited me and it was it was a, a cool thing to be in the stands and it actually made me think about me and longer and and forest in in the stands with the with the voyagers at the canada game so that was like my first experience there. And so I got to do it in Montreal and that was, it was really fucking cool. I loved it. So I want to do that again and bring, bring my kids maybe. And I don't know when I'll have the opportunity to do it again, but probably like next week again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but before games, um, I no, I mean, I, I, I've played with, with people who, you know, like had a regularly uh, regular, like throw up in the bathroom. Like that was part of kind of the routine that they just had to do. 
Um, I was usually, you guys have seen the video where I was usually more exuberant, more outgoing and any nerves that I had usually got out by, by dancing or um, just being loud in the locker room. But then once we were out there and like on the pitch, then yeah, a little bit of butterflies, but usually like, like moving, going through your, your warm up and doing all that sort of stuff. Like for me, that was, that was kind of it. It was out. And then, um, you know, the, the good feelings, the butterflies, like in the tunnel and then hearing the anthem and all that sort of stuff like that for me was, was, was good kind of nerves instead of, you know, the ones that can really, um, be detrimental to your performance. What about you, Craig? Were you a pre-match puker? You're a pre-match smoker, weren't you? That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find a spot to have a quick butt. Yeah. No, certainly, uh, no, there was anticipation, I guess. I think yeah. most of it was anticipation for the result. But the actual process, you have to sort of think about going through the process to get the result as opposed to thinking about the final destination. Would you like, you know, close your eyes and envision, like, what's it called again? Uh, my brain's not working. Um, visualization? Visualization, yeah, visualization. Are you visualizing <laughs> certain shots or certain, you know, plays, corners, free kicks, or that type of thing? Yeah. We had a psychologist come in, and he had us all lay on the floor. Um, so there was, I don't know how many of us, 20 of us laying there, and he was like, close your eyes and, you know, visualize, you know, you're striking the ball, and it's going in the top corner, and, one after another, top corner is going in the net, hitting the net, in the back of the net. And Trevor Putney said, hold on a minute. I keep hitting the fucking crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a, we had a team kind of psychologist as well. And like one of the funny stories is where he set the scene and a lot of girls, unless you had like a, you taken a, a course in, in your um, university where you, you'd seen like basic psychology or you, you didn't really know the answer so a few of the younger girls so he said what's the opposite of love and so everyone's like hmm and like I'd known it from from my courses so I just kept my mouth shut and somebody at the back actually it was Selenia do you guys remember Selenia no no anyway yeah so she's like, not, <laughs> not love. And we're like, no, no, that's not it. So the opposite of love is fear, right? So and like how that can in, impede your performance. But another funny one was for Brittany Timko. So if you needed it, if you wanted it and you wanted to do your visualization and have like a, a little aid that he recorded some stuff that you could listen to on the bus or once you were, you'd arrived at the, at the stadium. And so he started... <laughs> It was like maybe three or four minutes and it was, he would say, uh, it was Dr. Saul. And so we'd say, uh, hello, Amy. And, and then there'd be like something that was specific to me, tailored for me. So he did one for Brittany Timko, <laughs> but he clearly recorded over an old one. So it was like, hello, Juarez, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like an old video for an athlete, like an individual sport athlete whose name was Juarez. <laughs> <laughs> but it was meant to be for Brit, so we called Brit Juarez for a while. <laughs> Isn't the opposite of love hate? No, it's fear. Is it fear? Explain that. Well, it should be hate. Yeah, yeah I, but if I, you, I, I love, you love someone or you hate someone, or you don't hate fear someone. someone. Yeah, but that's a pretty narrow scope. So if you're looking at in terms of like inclusion and being open to ideas and working together and, and the team environment, 
that's the ideal at one end of the spectrum. And then the other end would be fear of failure yourself or like fear of engaging, uh, living out of your comfort zone. Right. And, and in that, in that regard, I knew a guy who had love on this hand hmm. and hate on this one. That's hardcore. He was a hooligan. No, 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 not Michael. It was a hooligan. Hooligan in Bristol. That was Sideshow Bob in The Simpsons. Because he used to punch everybody with his right hand. Yeah, that's the, um, the, oh, what's the De Niro movie? The Cape Um, Fear. Cape Cape Fear, Fear, yeah. Right, because he had it, and then they they did that in The Simpsons episode. Mm -hmm. You know, know, I'm sure you're right, Dubs. I'm sure you're right. It is fear, but I'm not having it personally. I mean, to me, it's it's hate. I don't know. But I'm sure you you explained it well there. What's that, Jimmy? But I didn't sell you, so I didn't... Sorry. Try again, Jimmy. I didn't hear you. I said I might be with you on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Let's move on from (laughs) Psychology 101. Um, Final weekend of the season for for a few leagues, including the Premier League, including the the Bundesliga, WSL. Lots to talk about. I mean, very, very quickly, Bundesliga is down to the final weekend, too, for the championship, right? Dortmund... it is. Yep. Dortmund is up by two points on Bayern Munich. And Dortmund play Mainz. Mainz and uh, Bayern are on the road against Köln. Yes, Bayern need to win for sure. And then yeah, uh, must win. Must win. But Dortmund is a really interesting story. I mean, well, so is Bayern. They've won it 10 years in a row, the title. So this is kind of a good story. But remember, Dortmund lost Halland. Allen scored 62 goals and 67 appearances in the league for Dortmund. Then they brought in Sebastian Haller, the former West Ham player, uh, to re- yeah to replace him. Then he, he got testicular cancer uh, early in the season. He was out for six months, comes back stronger, better than ever. Uh, one not short, but, you know, that's not bad. You can, <laughs> we can deal with that. Right? <laughs> you can have my other one. A little bit lighter and quicker. Yeah, you can have my other one. Fuck it. But uh, yeah, so they, they just cracked on. So they've done really, really well uh, under really difficult circumstances and not a single player in double figures and scoring. So the manager uh, should get a lot of credit for that too, but it's not quite done yet. It is not done yet. No, no. Um, in England, of course, listen, the drama at the top is pretty much taken care of. Uh, we'll get to the, the relegation games perhaps in footy picks later today. But uh Looking at the biggest story, I, I posted this a poll up on Twitter through Room 442. Uh, was it yesterday? I think it was. Sloppy seconds. And asking, what's that, Amy? Sloppy seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you consider us sl- sloppy seconds. I know. <laughs> That's all right. It could be worse. <laughs> thirds. Really? Yeah, it could be yeah, thirds. Yeah, yeah, I guess. What's the equivalent of sloppy thirds? What's that? Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Unlucky. Now, what's the what's the alliteration, Amy? What would the alliteration for thirds? Sloppy be? seconds, something thirds, thirsty thirds, thirsty thirds, oh. desperate. Oh. desperate. That, that's a D, Brennan. That's not alliteration. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to use any English uh, proper English. What are they called again? Sorry, <laughs> throughway thirds, throughway thirds. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, well, let, maybe we'll let the listeners yeah. um, suggest an <laughs> alliteration for, but what, what is it when you are thirds? All right. Um, anyway, um, biggest stories this season, right? Haaland, obviously Arsenal, Chelsea, Ronaldo. Um, what, what is the biggest story for you guys? Or is there something else? Tell you what, there's been a few things, isn't there? 
I mean, Ronaldo, it seems like two seasons ago. It does. <laughs> it seems like ages ago. Oh, he, my God. Is he still playing? <laughs> Arsenal, we're top of the league forever. You got some other stories as well at the bottom. I mean, you got some big clubs potentially going down. Former champions, Leicester could go down. Massive club, Everton could possibly go down. Leeds, maybe. Yeah. Who's going to yeah, save themselves? Teams, right. So, I mean, yeah. regardless, yeah. there's a big team going down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Brighton's a really good story. There's all also the start bars, obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of managerial changes as normal. Unai and Villa. Very oh, good yeah. story. Yeah, that bounced back quietly. Right under the radar, I think, Villa, actually. Yeah. Chelsea, I, with all the money they spent. Yeah, Brentford, all the money they didn't spend. And then a, a striker that actually gambles so much that he's been banned. Yeah, so so Ivan Tony, you got eight months. Um, it's coming out today, the full details. He, initially, they wanted to give him 15 months. Mm-hmm. That was what the charges w- would allow. Um, but now that they, they found him guilty, they found him um, as a gambling addict. He's addicted to gambling. Mm-hmm. And as such, you can cut the punishment, apparently. Oh, yeah, they cut it to eight months. He didn't bet on that, did he? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no. He bet on everything else, though, by looks of things. He, he had two, 232 charges, three actually betting against his own team, but he wasn't in the lineup. So one thing that went in his favor was that it's not match-fixing. It's not seen as match-fixing as it is yeah. just gambling against his team. Yeah. But most of was it was loan, Craig, for him. He was on loan, I think, for a lot of those games because it was, it was against Newcastle, but he was on loan at the time of Wigan for, I think, yeah. at least 12 of those charges, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, listen, I mean... I don't know. Listen, I'm not doubting that you can be addicted to gambling. There's no doubt you can. Um, it destroys lives. But, man, to have his sentence reduced in half, pretty convenient, isn't it? Well, it was 15 they wanted, then it was 11, and then the doctors came in and said, yeah, we, you know, he's addicted to gambling, and that got it reduced to eight. And it helped now, them with match-fixing. Yeah. Gareth Southgate came out in his defense because he's banned from all football activities, not just the games. He can't be around the club. And Gareth Southgate came out and said, that's, that's just ridiculous. Um, a, is coming off an injury, right? You need some recuperation. Secondly, to, to, for this guy to, to learn and improve as a person, is how Gareth Southgate put it, he needs to have that support around him, his team, his club. And I do kind of get that. I mean, to, to be kicked out of f- football entirely, you're not allowed to even interact around your club. That is mm-hmm. pretty harsh. I get the game. It's 100% of course, but it's the hypocrisy of the whole situation too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, with, with gambling companies emblazoned everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you can't- yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really difficult one. Um, you know, there's a gambling side of things. Football players, they say, are three times more likely to be addicted to gambling primarily because they have so much time. So here you got a guy who's banned. You're going to give him more time by himself. And he has the resources as well to gamble. So this is part of the problem. Uh, former players is riddled with, you know, addiction to gambling and people lost an awful lot of money. Uh, my former teammate, John Hartson, uh, heavily in the gambling in his whole career. Does the Prem have a support system for, for players in terms of substance abuse or addiction and would gambling addiction, would that be encapsulated in that? Or yeah. That yeah. The Professional yeah. Footballers Association, the union, uh, do have a support system uh, with the resources that they have. And it's pretty good. But uh, people also 
need to reach out. He also yeah. lied, right, in some of the um, yeah. hearings as he well. Did. Yeah, uh, and he deleted all sorts of information and text yeah. messages and all these sort of things. So, yeah. He tried uh, to he get also away with that. He's, he's, still, he's still gambling, he says, not on football, but he's still involved in the casino games and gambling about other things. So, um, Yikes. We'll see, you know, bottom line is from a purely selfish football standpoint, what a loss it is for Brantford and for, for, for football. He's so much fun to watch, Ivan Tony. Just starting his England career as well. I mean, he's not done his eight months. He'll he'll bounce back from this. You'd hope, yeah. but uh, yes, it's a real he, shame. He needs the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hard, but when you when you think about it as well, it's hard to get away from it, especially in England. Like the, every every block has got betting shops. Even on your phone now, if you go on your phone, you start going through stuff. You see the gambling stuff come up online, and it's crazy. It's everywhere. It's all over the Premier League, all over the jerseys. Yeah, they're basically walking billboards. They these are. players, and then they're yeah. they're gonna they suspend you for gambling when it's absolutely all over the place. It might as well be tattooed to you. Well, yeah. it's all over sport, right? It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Should, should we segue this right into footy picks to be the yeah, height of hypocrisy? Precisely. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're hypocritical at all. We're, no? we're liberal. No, I, I find that we take it as a hey, you're grown ups have agency over these things. Mm-hmm. We we know that there's issues across the board. Uh, we've had booze companies. We've had gambling companies. You know, we we understand that everyone is a, has their preferences, and uh, we are okay with that. But I was going to ask Craig, Craig, with the little stuff that you guys did that you always kind of refer to back in the day, would that have been penalized? Would you have had to, like, been suspended or... Those little, hey, that guy's having a good day. Send over a runner to the to the bookie shop, or even what Ditch told us about, where he was like, <laughs> hey, you know, like, hey, throw some money on. That Ditch. would be, do you mean you know, Ditch? Yeah, I was getting it wrong. Um, but would that would you have been you would have been penalized or suspended or what? No, there was there was a time when if you're betting on your own team, there was no problem in that. So on the back of the program, I'd have. The odds for first goal score usually, and ask around. Hey, Chris, you know Kwame was one of the strikers. How you feeling today? Feel you gonna get Nick the first goal or whatever? Wimbledon put a bet on the fullback who had scored. I think he scored one goal in three hundred appearances. I can't remember who it was. They put a bet on him to score first goal. The players, and they got a penalty, and that was the idea. If they get a penalty, up comes this guy who never scores, and he's paying forty to one. And he scores. Mental. And, and the, the Wimbledon players were going crazy in the corner, more so because of their bet. And that had some court appearances around that too. And, and the, the gambling company didn't want to pay it out and ended up having to pay it out. But then some rules were changed about players gambling on just anything. Yeah. Do you remember the first throw-ins? <laughs> Off a kickoff. I do, yeah. There were yeah. bets on that, the first throw-in <laughs> of the match? Yeah. Oh right, yeah! Right off the kickoff, remember just to go long and boot yeah, it out. Yeah. Then everybody pushes up. You're like that yeah. <laughs> first goal kick. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Did you ever leak uh, information to your mates about who might start, who might have a knock? Did you guys ever do that? No. People no. did though. Ivan Tony oh, yeah. one of the charges. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Oh, sure. Must be some gamblers, Amy, in the, your 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 time with the national team. I mean, she's 100 and, 102 no, the, caps, isn't it? 
None? Yeah, Come on. Just massive amounts of money floating around that in the football. So, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just shitty, stupid bets on the on the training ground, right? Just messing around. Mm-hmm. Not for any not for any money. Maybe for a coffee afterwards or for lunch or whatever. That's it. It happened Probably. to our national team back in the eighties. They were approached, I think it was in Singapore. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Yeah. gambling syndicate willing to pay tens of thousands of dollars to players to throw the game. And in the end, uh, Paul James came clean, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty sordid affair. Probably shouldn't go any further than that. (laughs) No, let's just leave it. Probably avoid that one. (laughs) Yeah. And that, but it happened. It does. Yeah. Yeah, Can you go back to the Prem stories for a minute? Yeah, please, please. I didn't want to like dive. I didn't want to dive too deep on it, but I thought it was interesting. The because Jimmy, you brought up Chelsea, and I brought up uh, Unai Emery and and the turnaround at Villa, um, and how if you look at Brighton and their success, um, right, they've clinched Europa League, and then Villa's playing, or have they secured Conference League, or they have to win this weekend. Let me take a Not look. sure. Brighton have conf- guaranteed European yeah. football, right? Let Conference me, yeah. League was way down on my priority list. <laughs> Except should be. You're in the, the final. final. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's that's just the subtext of my greater point. But it's to say that the dichotomy still that exists with these success stories at Brighton and, and Villa with these charismatic um, managers and then, you know, bringing a collective together with um, playing within a philosophy, but then you're still vulnerable to the big fish, you know, that you can, your, your manager can get poached or, you know, your, I mean, McAllister is probably not going to go back or, or come back to Brighton, right? He's probably going to get poached by a bigger club. And, and a guy like Matoma also risks probably going to one of these bigger clubs. Um, and then you have Chelsea on the flip side of that with so much money and haphazard spending no rhyme or reason to the players that eventually make up your roster. And, and those two entities are those two ideals really at opposite ends of the spectrum. It just shows intelligent club building, right? Doesn't it? Chelsea with this brash new owner who thought he knew the way the world works with regards to football, didn't have a clue really, thought he'd just throw money at the issue and he'll get better. It didn't. And uh, maybe now he's figured it out. Todd Bowley says he's, t- he's taking a big step back. He's hiring people to run the football side of the operation. Obviously, Pochettino being key there. So maybe they'll, they'll figure it out. 43 points, Chelsea. I mean, there's every chance. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we're talking this time next year and Chelsea have twice that number of points. I mean, that'd be a stretch maybe. But you have, the, the, I think, the foundation of a really good team there. And, and you've got spending- the, the, the pockets to keep buying players. You're eventually going to yep. get it right. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You're going to get it right. Yeah. Especially with, with the likes of Pochettino and whoever they, they hire as a sporting director coming in and, you know, getting rid of, with a, getting rid of some of the dead wood. Um, I think they'll make it work. But by the way, Villa's in the last conference league spot right now, Amy. They're in seventh and 58 points. They're a point up on Spurs who could still qualify for the conference league. Uh, Brentford could also qualify depending if Villa yeah. lose and, and Spurs lose. Yeah. So there's still, European football. I mean, listen, Spurs, I don't think Spurs really give a shit about the Converse League, but I bet you Villa and Brentford do. Oh, I mean, that'd be a real step forward for them. Brentford, especially. 
Spurs I mean, should take alone. it. Yeah, Spurs should damn well take it as seriously. Christ the money. It's not like their fucking trophy cabinet's full, is it? Yeah, I will, you're no kidding. Exactly. And now, I'm not sure what the money is for the conference league. I know for the Europa League, um, you make about potentially about half as much for Europa League football as you do for the Champions League. So it's significant. And then the drop-off, I imagine, from the conference league to Europa League is even greater than that. But it's European football, right? It's for European your fans. football. That's what you yep. want as a club. You want European football because then you can still attract players. What yeah, was exactly. Remember, what was the stat that I sent you yesterday about Tottenham? All their managers that they've had over the, the number of years have left and collectively have won 63 trophies. <laughs> is that what it is? Jesus. But Tottenham's only won one. I didn't see that. I, I must have got lost yeah. amongst the arguments between you and Dubza later on in the night. Because because Jimmy's Jimmy's stat was embedded in an Instagram reel. That's why. That's where <laughs> that's Jimmy why, does yeah. his fact finding. That's where I got it. But actually, well, did you hear Jose Mourinho? Mourinho came out. Uh, if not, it was today or yesterday, and he says that of all his former clubs, he has less of a connection with Spurs. Mm. And, and he yeah. said partly it's because it was during COVID, empty stadiums. Um, partly it was Daniel Levy firing him before a cup final. <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty stupid. Um, I love how he goes out of his way, out of his way to throw Tottenham under the bus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he so goes, funny, he, he said, there, was a quote? One trophy. It was funny, he goes, you know, even though yeah. I'm in Madrid and I still see fans in the streets and we talk and I'm in London and, and the Chelsea fans, they, they still like me and I see lots of United fans in London as well. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, of course you do. That's where yeah. they're all living. <laughs> But, you know, I think, is it fair to say that the biggest story has to be Haaland, doesn't it? I mean, ah, maybe not. Maybe it is, maybe it is uh, Arsenal spending 248 days in first place. Maybe it is the, the treble quest. But there's something about Haaland and what he's done this year. Just smashing records in his first season. It just jumps out. When I think of this season, the, the, the face of this season for me, it's not Toboli. It's not, you know, Martin know. Odegaard. It's, it's, it's Haaland. Yeah. It has yeah. to be. Was it We've just got sort of numb to it, I think. You know, this yeah. this this goal scoring machine that just doing it every single week. It's like he's making it look so easy. Like it's like, ah, maybe he's not the story. He is a story. Yeah. Incredible. People mm-hmm. people still love a, a dominant athlete, don't they? Someone that just smashes records, especially a likable guy. And as you saw the pictures from last weekend, he went out with the boys and then their partners. Some some club and he's wearing silk pajamas, matching silk pajamas. Him and his him and his girlfriend, and like just he's his character. Apparently, he's just a good guy. Doesn't take what life too seriously. What color silk pajamas? I'm What's interested that? now. What color silk pajamas? Oh, what what color do you think they are? Hmm. Baby blue. Yeah. Just Google <laughs> Holland pajamas. You'll see. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Makes sense. He's Maybe just good red. for the sport, isn't he? He's good for the sport because at this mo- at this point. I, it doesn't seem, seem to be too much ego. You know, Ronaldo and Messi in their heyday, you know, listen, different class to Haaland, right? But there's always that, you know, certainly with Ronaldo, the, the ego was there. Although at 22, 23, Ronaldo was kind of seen as this, a little bit of a naive kid maybe, right? Like the dark arts at Manchester United. Wasn't, wasn't The ego hadn't quite taken over at that point. Maybe it will with Haaland. But I guess he's with the right manager, right? Because he'll keep his feet on the ground. It yeah. must be fun, though. You know, it's not hard to have fun when you're scoring goals like that and you're better than everybody else out there. It's, that's got to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see this stat? So, do you know, so in, in Spain, uh, since he arrived, 
Kyle Lahren has been involved in 11 goals. Only two players have been involved in more, and that's Lewandowski and Griezmann. Surely, now Valladolid have not survived just yet. There's still, I think, two games left in, in Spain, and they're still on, on the brink. They're in the relegation zone at the moment. Um, mm. But he's on loan there from Bruges. Surely, Carl Lahren has done enough to get a deal from someone in top flight football. Surely, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. Does he go back to Belgium, though? I mean, maybe. Does he, you know, that maybe he's proved himself and they're like, well, we've got, well, one thing he's done is increased his, uh, his price tag, so the club will be happy about that, regardless of how well he's done, considering he's not actually at his club in Belgium. But he's done himself absolutely no harm whatsoever. If I'm him, I'd rather stay in La Liga than go back to Belgium. Unless they get relegated. Yeah, but if, he, if they get relegated, he'll, someone's going to snap him. Yeah. You would have think so, wouldn't you? Well, oh, 100%. He scored a goal and assist against Barcelona last week. That's pretty cool, right? Canadian boy scoring and assisting against Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Only player think, to do uh, it this Chloe, season. Chloe Lacasse yeah, she... and Janine Becky were the first to do it, I think. Aha, nice. Yeah. Okay. I stand corrected. Thank you. But it's a great story. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Amy, let's, let's stay, stay on the, 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 the women's theme here. WSL wraps up. Chelsea on the brink of, of winning the championship again. Which obviously means, uh, you know, Jesse Fleming, Kadisha Buchanan, more trophies for them. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's rumors you were saying about Ashley Lawrence moving to Chelsea as well. Yep. When the news came out that she wasn't going to resign at PSG, the suitors that were mentioned immediately were Bayern Munich, Barca, and Chelsea. And you're looking at NWSL was floated for a while too, but I, I don't think that's really an option. I think she wants to stay in Europe. I think she wants to stay in, in Champions League. Um, and then you've got Kadisha Buchanan and, and Jesse Fleming at, at Chelsea and Pernilla Harder and um, Erickson are leaving Chelsea. So Hayes is, is rebuilding again. And so uh, Lawrence is a natural fit for Erickson there. I think if she was on the squad anyway and Erickson was there that was also there. I think Lawrence probably wins out, but with the, those two players exiting big pieces of, of Hayes' starting 11, I think Lawrence slots in really nicely there. Is it better for Emma Hayes to stay in women's soccer for women's soccer, or is it better for women's soccer for Emma Hayes to go to men's soccer? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, do you, I'm really torn here. You, I'm really torn because yeah. she's she's earned the right to go where she wants, right? And if I'm a men's team, I'm not saying she'll get a manager, you know, Premier League job at the moment. You know, we're not. I don't think we're there yet, un- unfortunately. But certainly, there's a role for her in men's soccer if she wants it. You would think, mm-hmm. but and that would definitely elevate the respect women get. I would think internationally, but you don't want to lose her from from the WSL. Yep, that's fair. And I think last time, a few months ago, we were talking about this, and I forgot that Carolina Marache, who coached Canada for a while, and at the end of my career, she actually had coached in, in Syria, I think. Hadn't she? In Syria? She, uh, Syria was it Syria? Was it, let me keep talking. I'll take a look. Syria B, maybe. Syria yeah. C. Yeah. But she, she'd done that. But I wonder, is it, is it Becky Hammond in the, in the WNBA? And then she's rumored to be interviewing for the Raptors head coach yeah, job, right? So it's right. that that same sort of issue where you, seeing so much success, highly respected in the women's game, do you do more for the women's game if you take the leap? 
um, but then risk failure. Um, and, and maybe that's something that she's thinking to herself or they're both thinking to themselves. I think Emma Hayes definitely before she goes anywhere, she wants to win a Champions League. So I don't see her going anywhere before she does that at Chelsea. And so that's what's You're on watching. the line here, right? With, so they won the FA Cup. They lost the Conti Cup to, to Arsenal. So it's a rematch of that this weekend in the penultimate weekend for or the penultimate game in the WSL because they have two games left. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that's what, what she wants to win before I think she considers a move anywhere. Marachi uh, was the first woman to coach a professional men's team, Vitter Betsy of Italian Series C1 back oh. in 99. But she re- resigned after only two matches. Oh. As the president interfered with management of the technical staff. Does that mm. surprise you? Know, you know Carolina Marachi pretty well, Amy. Does that surprise uh, you that she yeah. fell out with ownership? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> was she tough to play for? Uh, I mean, in, in her in her defense, like I I was there for maybe four months after she took over. Uh, and then I got pregnant with Jack. So I played for a little bit and then I didn't want all that bell again. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention putting yourself before the team. Prolific bell tugger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So selfish, hey? <laughs> yeah, but then, and you know, she, that ended in, uh, in sort of like a chaotic departure. Lots of shit went down and they finished last at that 2011 World Cup and then in swooped John Herdman and then the next year they won bronze in London, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. I, I, you know, out of all the professional leagues, I'm, I bet you NBA is the first league to have a female head coach they, they seem the most progressive I think they, they were the first i think to have a female officiating crew weren't they yes Pretty and sure. also just a correction too for um becky hammond was also the assistant coach for san antonio so she's had both dual roles as you know i don't know if they were doing it at the same time but she's had the experience of wnba head coach and under Popovich at San mm-hmm. Antonio as assistant. And I do think she did coach when Pop, uh, his wife died, and a couple like Tim uh, World Hall of Famer, Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he coached, but Becky Hammond took over the mantle during that time. Um, so she has experience. Well, I think you're right about the league, though. I think they would be the first. There's no chance we're seeing it in the NFL. Um, no chance we're seeing it in the NHL. Not right now, I wouldn't say. Um, yeah, I think MLB's done it at their um, with their affiliates. I think there's really? yeah. I think there have been a couple of hires in the last year where there's been. Um, not head coaches, managers uh, at like the AAA level, maybe in the Yankee system. And then there's also been a hire mm-hmm. at like GM where there's been like a series of firsts with, with women hired as GMs. Hmm. Hmm. It's going to happen at some point. I mean, listen, the Richmond Greyhounds, they hired an American with no experience whatsoever coaching soccer. And he's done really well. So there you go. Happened at some point. Right. Yeah. Football is life. <laughs> Football is life. Hey, Jimmy. 
<laughs> must piss you off, Jimmy, when you, you know you're sitting there, you got all your badges, and you see you see Ted Lasso just move over from from college football in the states to to soccer in England. It must piss you off. Yeah, it does. And then he's doing well. He's likable. Really pisses me off. Maybe I'll yes. try to be a baseball coach. <laughs> yeah, maybe try that. You have a better chance. Yes, you, you have a better chance being an MLB manager than you do a football manager. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> And I don't even like the game. That would be a fun documentary, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. All or nothing. The Brennan years. Jimmy Brennan. Let's liven this game up, boys. This is boring. I got some mice. Let's, Let's try play a couple new. bets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, shall we get to some footy, footy picks? Are you ready? Yes, sir. DJ Melo D. All right, Freddie Picks, let's start with some MLS, shall we? All TFC, DC United. So, so Bob Bradley responded to Bernadeschi's comments. Um, he says he was out of line for those comments. He says that the club is working through some things right now, like they, they sure are. Um, that must not be a very fun room right now, I wouldn't think. Wouldn't oh, that just honest. be a therapy session, though, with, uh, with Bob, Michael, <laughs> Berna, Berna oh. and Lorenzo? <laughs> Holy yeah, like around this circle in like, you know, some church basement. Yes, with shitty coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some donuts, maybe. A circle church? I get it. Circle church? Are you back to the bell? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so TFC, uh, DC. Um, <laughs> TFC are paying plus 120. So plus money for TFC, plus 215 for DC. I mean, you, you guys have all at some point, I'm sure, been involved in a team where things aren't going great off the pitch. There's some some frictions going on. Um, how difficult is it to get up for games, do you think, at the moment for Toronto FC with all those injuries, with the stars, fighting with the manager, et cetera, et cetera? Well, I don't think it's hard to get up for games. No. You, you, you want some positivity running through that dressing room though and that's what you're kind of building toward but i fancy toronto sc i really do in this weekend i, I think that even the bernadeschi comments uh, even you know when they said it was out of line or whatever I, I think that that sometimes can stir things in the dressing room as well in a positive way yeah get it all out there in the open kind of yeah thing. get it all out like let's let's have it out and uh finish it and get on the pitch and do something yeah that's kind of the point where that happens and then everybody sits around and says, all right, let's lay it on the line here. Just everybody get it off your chest. Doors are closed. This is all between us. And you say what you want to say. And you hopefully you get a reaction from it and it doesn't go even further south. But as a manager too, it's it's got to be difficult if players are coming out and questioning your tactics and what you're doing. And then you got to get on the training pitch on the Monday morning with all these players that are probably having a laugh in the dressing room at you. And it's hard to get that respect back once it's gone. So I know, I just, it's been this week for Bob and the staff. He just said, should say it was a language barrier. I didn't know the words I was using. I mean, he's only just learned. I don't know if he knew English at all a little bit before he came over, but by all accounts, really he's been well. taking, taking lessons and he's, Decided it recently they would be doing his interviews in English. So, well played. 
Well played. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's incredible. Do you remember last year on socials they had, and I don't know how much they were kind of putting on for the cameras, but there were videos and little clips of him with his his teacher like or his instructor, right? And working on terms yeah. and stuff like that. And now he's yeah. doing full press conferences in, in English. I think it's remarkable. Yeah. Meanwhile, Insigne hasn't met with the media once this season. Now, obviously there's a barrier there, but there are translators. He hasn't met with them once. See, these are the things you need to know before you sign a player. Are you willing to do this? Are you, you know, this is what we, for this sort of money, we want, we need from you. This is what we want from you. And these are our demands and, you know, get that all out on the table, but that should have been done beforehand. And if he's breaking those rules and then that's out of line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, DC's no, you know, no, no great team this year either. So TFC at home at plus 120. They are due, let's be honest. And slowly there's players coming back, but they're still, still ravaged through injuries. So uh, it'd be a bit of a gamble on that one at plus 120. Um, Montreal dubs looking to bounce back. Uh, Hosting Inter Miami, Montreal at minus one twenty-two at home. Um, the favorites and Miami plus three ten on the road. What are you thinking for that one? I'm thinking Montreal bounces back here. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the news, but Kyoto is out long term, mm-hmm. yeah. so sc- scoring is is an issue. It's always been an issue, and he's the leading scorer despite missing. I think he's only played seven of thirteen. He's the leading scorer on three goals. Then you've got Chino mm-hmm. four with two and, and uh, Matthew Chouinier with two and I think three other players who have one goal each. A fourth should have scored four goals when he came on. Yeah, he can't afford to miss those. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder would have scored them. <laughs> Did you ignore my joke or just not like it? He didn't pick up on it. Yeah, I, I, I guess didn't even, didn't even hear it. I'm not going <laughs> to repeat it. That's not good. You know, I think we need yeah, therapy except- between Jimmy and, and Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> we need a church basement and some chairs. I won't use that joke again. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. No, but what I do like with the four, what you're seeing with them and, and what turns the tide, I think, for CF Montreal in that game, I think you see the difference in quality between a CPL side and an MLS side. Yeah. I think you see Ford run out of gas a little bit. But what I like about Lasada, and I'll come back to a four, is back when we played, and I'm including all of us in this, even you for us, um, you, you, get, you get subbed at halftime. Like, that's a clear indictment of your play, right? You might not be playing the next game. Like, that's embarrassing. But what I do like about him is he seems to have this approach where the players are on board with it. Um, and if he doesn't like something, he doesn't wait to the 55th minute or the 60th minute, which traditionally you see managers do. You give the guy maybe a couple minutes on the other side of halftime to see if the, the form can change or the, the game changes a little bit. But he just is, is uh, not hesitant to make that change at halftime. So that's what he does. He brings on a four. So he's got um, Sanusi Ibrahim as his strike partner, and he gets Miljevic off, who to me just still looked rusty. But that opened things up for CF Montreal and unlocked that low block that, that Forge was setting up in. So, you know, creativity in that final third and finishing to come back to a four um, are still an issue. Um, but what I like about a four is he creates so much space for others. He can hold up the ball so where he's physically barges his way around. And yes, there's 
um, you know, some refinement of his game and the technical elements that he has to improve and he has to get better. He's sniffing out the chances, but he's not finishing them. But he's mm. made progression in those other areas, and I think that's encouraging. So is he ever going to be like your best finisher, one of those natural finishers? Probably not, but I think I see him getting better in that regard. So that's encouraging. That's why they spend so much money on strikers, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Artist part of the business. Yeah, but going back to the, the form of, of each, so Montreal loses the opening game of the season to Inter-Miami away, 2-0. Mm. And then Miami is sort of plagued um, similar uh, or with a similar thing to Montreal where they're so poor on the road, but they're really good at home. So Montreal's won six of seven at home. Um, I think they can beat a club record. They can get their fourth consecutive win with a clean sheet at home. And uh, Miami isn't tough on the road. They can't win on the road either. So I think you've got got to like... It's a banker. (laughs) Put your house on fucking... Montreal no. <laughs> or nil don't nil. Forrest said it, not me. Don't tell Ivan Tony. <laughs> this is not a betting site. Please do not listen to this for betting sites. St. <laughs> <laughs> Louis play Vancouver at St. Louis. Uh, they, they bounced back last time out, being Spawn KC. I think four nil after a couple of a uh, couple of losses there. And well, they Seattle, money on... they last time. Was it Seattle last game? Uh, St. Louis. Yeah. No, it didn't. Oh, Vancouver, Vancouver, yeah. Vancouver, Vancouver, yeah. Vancouver beat Seattle, right? St. Louis, I'm saying, who was so great to start the season, right? They're in first place. They dropped down That's to third now in the West. But they beat Sporting KC 4-0. Um, and they're at home in this one. But great, so, like you said. Great Vancouver. atmosphere, by the way. They yeah, created something incredible. pretty special there in St. Yeah. Louis. Wow. Yeah. Talk about get it right, right out of the gates. Would you put well, some, uh, I mean, old Vancouver. Vancouver here, though, Craig. I've had Vancouver for a draw. I like a fancy a draw there. I don't, I don't, you know, see St. Louis like they did get off to a great start. When did they win their first five or six games? I think, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. I think the first five. Wow. And they weren't that good, to be honest. They're not that good. You know, I would think they're settling back in the fourth or fifth, which is still pretty decent for mm-hmm. a side right out of the yeah. right out of the gates. Man, mm-hmm. we saw that happen with Atlanta too. Remember Atlanta? They got to the final, I think, year, or did they win it? They win it year one or year Chicago won it year one. They got to the final, I think, didn't they? For year two, I think it yeah, was. Yeah. Wasn't it? I think it was Chicago won it year one. First time they're in it. But. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, let's move to the Premier League. We have mentioned before the relegation battle is, is between three teams, right? Two spots to avoid Leicester, Leeds, and Everton. Everton with the edge right now. Um, as far as the, uh, the, the markets for relegation, Leeds to be relegated plus 300. So they're, they're favored not to, to go down. Leicester at minus 670 leads at minus 3,335. <laughs> so the bookies think leads are going down. Now, uh, entering this weekend, uh, bear with me here. Let me find the results of the matches here. Leeds are uh, home to Tottenham. Everton are home to Bournemouth. And Leicester are home to West Ham. Yeah. There you go. Goal differential leads are minus 27. Everton minus 24, Leicester minus 12. I fancy, well, I mean, Leicester really have been poor, but I mean, West Ham have got eyes on other things. They've saved themselves mm-hmm. and they have the final coming up. So if there's ever a chance, that's, that's it for Leicester. Mind you, they've been just lambs to the slaughter this year. And Leeds, I thought they, right they would do better against West Ham last time out. 
Big Sam, but he didn't do so. So it's down against the Spurs, Spurs team that uh, don't fancy either. Well, it's a weird one, right? <laughs> Sorry, <my> <laughs> um, it's a weird one though for all the opponents, right, of the relegation team. So, so Everton yeah. are playing Bournemouth. Bournemouth are playing for nothing at all, no pressure whatsoever. They've done their job, right? Everton at home, a much better team, and that's I think partly why they're so favoured. I mean, Bournemouth at plus five forty to win that one. But it's Bournemouth, right? They can play great one week and be a world beater and then then pour the next, but playing for nothing. Um, Spurs are playing, as mentioned, for the Conference League, for what it's mm-hmm. worth. So inconsistent away from home there. Harry Kane's last game maybe as well, don't forget, for, for Spurs. And as for West Ham, Craig, I mean, you guys tell me, you're right, they're playing for nothing as far as the league's concerned. But the Conference League's still two weeks away, right? You, you want to play your, pre- your, your strongest team, you would think, because rust can settle in, right? So wouldn't you expect a good West Ham performance in that? It's hard to say. They've been in someone different this year. I, I, I just don't... Honestly, I, w- I would put... If I was going to put a bet down, I would put it on Leicester to win that game. Yeah. I'd put a bet down saying all three win. Ooh. That would, you know, what, let's see what that pays. I bet that pays what the great money. All right, so Everton win. Leicester win and Leeds win, right? Yeah. That plays, yeah, plus 680. I like that, actually. Let's go for it, JC. Put $2 on that. I also like, like, and this is my mate Albert's bet from Room 442, um, Harry Kane to score. It's like plus 115 now, I think. Harry Kane probably in his last game for Tottenham. Right, so that means, Lee's got to win. that means Lee's got to score two then to win our bet. Yeah. And the, yeah, I know, but their, but their defense is awful, even with Big yeah. Sam there. You got you got Kane who scored, I think, twelve in his last thirteen games, I believe. Just flying at the moment. Maybe maybe his best individual season for Harry Kane, which no one's talking about because a his team sucks, and secondly, mm-hmm. this guy called Harland scored a thousand goals. <laughs> Right, so I like the Kane bet as well, but yeah, that that parlay of the the crap teams all winning, which would cement Leeds and Leicester in the league championship. Yep. What's the bigger story, Jimmy? If, if is it forget Leeds for a second because I mean they just got up. What's the bigger story? Leeds going? Oh, sorry, Leicester going down or Everton going down? Everton going down. Yeah, I don't in think so Everton have uh, been out of the Premier League. I think once in like well the first division in like the fifties, right? I yeah. think. Maybe but never the Prem. Like, never. They're always no. in the top flight. I think, was it once that they came down and went back up? I don't think in the Premier League. Not in the Premier League, but yeah. just in the top flight. Oh, yeah, I think maybe I don't think over their hundred and something years. Last time Everton was relegated. Oh, we shouldn't do it here. Shit. I almost jumped out of uh, our little show here. Uh, they came close to being relegated last year, too. That was the last day, I think. Save themselves. It, they did, yeah. 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 Okay, so the last time Everton went down was 1951. Hmm. And they've been in the top flight since 1954. Arsenal, they hold the record right now. Last relegated 1913 and have been in the top flight since 1919. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's only Craig and I were around for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, Craig, you, you remember watching that season? <laughs> we had to tune in on the radio. 
<laughs> Craig and I that, gathered around the fire. That old heavy brown ball that used to play. That's with. right. <laughs> that was Craig's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's gone. <laughs> no, there were two back then, weren't there? Yeah. Yeah. But when it got all brown, they took it out. <laughs> uh, well, while we were while we were waiting around too, I looked up testicular uh transplants. They don't do them, Craig. So I know really? we tried. Yeah, they don't do them. Well, look. I don't know. It just it says Try testicular transplants are not part. Yeah, they don't do that. But I know, so sure knows, I, I know a guy stacks. I got a marble over here. Well, that's <laughs> different. Putting a marble is is I could, I'll give it a little slice and put it in there for you. Like we put all know why Craig coat. walks in circles, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like a party trick. <laughs> he loves but gardening. Like the, the sack doesn't readjust, right? There'd still be room in there. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. room for another ball in there. Yeah, sack up for us. Come on. Yeah. This is That's my line. Great olives at Loblaws for a good price. <laughs> oh, the big ones, the big black ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We should really end this show right now. <laughs> right now. What, what are the odds on Tottenham getting the first throw in in that game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Um, okay, anything else you guys want to get to? Before we- uh, Craig and I went uh, to breakfast yesterday, or actually brunch. Aww, and nice. uh, we had our regular, we go to this place on Eglinton called Boom, and our, we had our regular, I think she's Irish, right? Irish uh, waitress. Yeah. And she said to me after, you know what? You've lost weight. So I got on the scale today, and I'm one pound less than my heaviest weight ever. <laughs> that was pre-brunch. You were maybe down a bit yeah, more. Could be. could be. But I, I, I recognize that. Uh, so I think we're going to have to ask Amy to help us get in shape. That's my you, one thing for the summer. I can help. You were doing so well, though, Wilner. What happened? I was. But I think the last month with my mom, the driving, like mm-hmm. I, I was just talking about offline that I've been in a car going to Ottawa last weekend for my brother. Like a lot of family stuff. And I've been in the car way too much, eating crap way too much because, you know, you drive on the uh, 20, the Trans Canada, the Derby, whatever we're talking about. You, there's nothing good to eat. There's no real good choices at any of these places. And so KFC, thank you very much. You helped me make a bad choice. <laughs> that should be their tagline. So, Amy, I'm I, I, I'm challenging you to get us. Yes, thank you. It is a good one. I would love for you to go, Wonger. The first thing you need to do is start moving, and then second would be the moving. I'm always sure I can do. It's kind of staying consistent, and that's the tough part. The moving usually spurs on better choices in your diet, but if your diet's shitty, you can't outrun that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't out work out a bad diet or something, That's right? It. As they say. Yep. Mm. What do you mm. recommend, Amy? Then, like, say, say you're in the middle age and you want to shift your your gut. You're, you're working out. You eat pretty healthy. You like the odd little little pie. dabble. <laughs> you know, I don't eat yeah, pies pretty often, cool. actually. But you know, you like pints. <laughs> what would be a, a one little simple step to make <laughs> to to get on that journey of losing the gut? Um is to to meal plan i know it sounds dumb and boring but if you if you plan out your meals even Mm. just your suppers and then you make a little bit more then that solves the issue for for your lunches usually as well 
Mm. But Wonga plans out his meals. He's got KFC for dinner and Burger yeah. King for lunch. I, was oh, yeah, say I don't mean s- ordering and planning out your say. meals, doing the grocery shopping. And eight squares a day, food. Amy. You mean eight squares a day aren't good? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's true, though. If you don't have your meals planned, you, you tend to eat poorly. And yep. because and I've been, I've been doing too. that for four years. <laughs> 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 Holy you're shit. In the- you're in the best shape of your life as well. Oh, fuck, man. The other <laughs> night I was like, I was planning to have, I didn't have a planned meal, but I was planning to eat something healthy and I was so hungry and I ended, I ended up eating two burgers and fries and a Coke. You know, that was 48 bucks. Oh, oh Jesus. That's crazy. Where from? Bucks. Rudy's. But it was good though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was like a cheeseburger. And then I got the big monster one as well. I, actually, I, I got, I got yes. two, I got two, I actually <laughs> two. ordered two, two pops because I didn't want them to think it was just me eating them. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That's pathetic. <laughs> you know that happens? Like she gives a shit. Yeah. Like how many pairs of chopsticks? Oh, like five. And it's just for you. <laughs> to rip my, my friends on his way. He's embarrassed yeah. of the judgment from, yeah. from a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Oh, is this for here to go on the, oh, to go, to go. (laughs) (laughs) Just go into a friend's house. (laughs) That's hilarious. Tragic. And the the only other thing I'll say is too, is that, so meal plan that helps with your pocketbook, but also with your, with eating healthier and then make a little bit too more or too more, too much of like your, your whole grains stay away Mm -hmm. from processed stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good start. Thank you. Shop around the outside of the, uh, the grocery store, not the inside, right? Yeah, shitty bananas, lots of water. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, you've got a pocketbook, haven't you? You got a pocketbook. I got a what? A pocketbook. No. I bet you do. No. No. What is a pocketbook exactly? I know it's a financial thing, but is it where you just keep track of what you're spending? It's like your wallet, isn't it? I don't think so. You brought it up. I have no idea. idea. I don't know. You shouldn't be throwing out words and phrases without understanding what they mean, Amy. Well, I've never really taken the time to, to break it down seriously. Your pocketbook is like is not like a physical wallet, but it's your own personal kind of finances. No, it's like a term for that. Yeah, I think so. But for like nineteen ten, <laughs> wasn't wasn't your pocketbook for like checks and that? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Okay, she a pocketbook. She used to send her messages Morse code. No, that's Jimmy with his Rolodex. Yeah. <laughs> a small uh, pocketbook is a small, especially paperback book, book that can be carried in the pocket. A flat, typically leather folding case for money or personal papers that can that's be carried in a pocket or, ba- or handbag. Did you say handbag? <laughs> I'm, I'm, reading, I'm just reading what it says here. <laughs> handbag. <laughs> All right. We're, we're definitely time to go now. Um, there's no one listening at this point. No one. Do you guys no. remember those standing with your mom and like she'd be writing a check for your groceries? Yeah. 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 I do yeah. Remember that actually. Crazy. And now I don't even bring my wallet anywhere. I just bring my phone. I'm like, boop. Uh, I had to write, uh, write a check a couple of weeks ago and I, 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 I was, what the fuck do I do here? Were you like stressed out? <laughs> I was. My, I was sweaty palms. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> I uh, should two burgers. CPL this weekend, Ottawa Forge. Pacific Wanderers, York Cavs, Cavs, Cavalry, and Vancouver Valor. That is the CPL. Jimmy, what's uh, what games do you have this weekend? What are you calling? I'm calling. He doesn't even know. 
doesn't, doesn't even know. All of no. them. Wow. Do you no, they just show up? <laughs> yeah, your pocketbook is probably there, the information. No, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. He's just looking at his emails. Amy, are you in Montreal this weekend? Yep. I'll be you know who's playing at, at, the, at the bell. Like, oh, I wish I was over there. Oh. Who normally does it? Do they have different people? Every yeah, game? they bring different people in. That's a great idea. Yeah. Do they ever use really celebrities? Well, I mean, I was on at last game, so come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, the answer is clearly no. <laughs> it's no, too bad you couldn't seen... do it faster, though, because it would be it would be better sound if it was like bang, 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 ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? Like, like, a, like, like a, a meal bell? No, like a, when you're at the casino, when you won at the casino, oh. as opposed to doing... Doing. I, think I thought you were the Grim, the Grim, Reaper, is, Grim Reaper. The secret is, is altering the pace of, of rubbing the bell. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. And you're, you're, try, you're, trying to, you're trying to prolong the time to crescendo. If you had your bell, it would be like what you guys know. It takes very little time. Yeah, you'd be, yeah, you'd be climaxing Christ. way too quickly. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, quickly, sorry, I, w- w- what game do you have this weekend? Ottawa, Ottawa Forge, 2 o'clock kickoff. All right, nice one. All right, everyone. wait, wait, wait. We just also have to make clear that Amy is our head of HR, just to make sure everyone knows this. <laughs> no, it's you, Wonger. Oh God, no. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. Enjoy the final weekend of the Premier League. Anyway, you can find those games in Fubo TV, of course. And uh, we'll return on Monday morning, and we'll we'll recap the end of the season. Who has joined Southampton? in the league championship and who in Germany will be crowned champion that and a lot more on Monday. Thank you, Dubs. Thank you guys. Whenever you thank me, I feel like I'm an outsider, but you're welcome. I was going to actually thank everyone individually. <laughs> no, you weren't. You've never done that in your life. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. All right. So go to hell, Jimmy, go to hell, Craig and go to hell, Wonga and go to hell. And I can't say go to hell, JC. Hey, JC, have a good weekend, pal. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. JC, I'll send over a, uh, oh, keep buying newspapers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 